Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. Oh! good one and i am guitar (laughs) (laughs) okay so james's plan there for what mamie was gonna do is he was gonna spin in his office chair and the first thing he saw was his name but he spun his entire body into his mic ripped his headphones out of the (laughs) disaster instant disaster (laughs) and then after all that chose guitar yeah well that's sounds about right a lot so, of uh, build up and stupidity for nothing. <laughs> we just had a long <laughs> talk about circumcision. Mm-hmm. So we're <laughs> we not going to sure go did. into that. Penis, I'm not going to explain sheaths. what we were talking about. Penis but. sheaths. <laughs> not cheese. Here's a real question. But sheaths. Sheaths. Is Mickey Mouse circumcised? He doesn't oh even God. have one. Just smooth parts. Uh, Golly. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you don't think he can throw down? No. Mickey? He doesn't have kids. He's a big old boss. Real CEO. He doesn't CEO. have kids, right? Um, maybe no. one of those stupid kid cartoons, you know, like the series. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't like that idea. I don't like that either. Mm-mm. Goofy has a kid. That's uncomfortable. <clears throat> that is uncomfortable. Except the Goofy movie is pretty rad. It is. I we just don't want to think about how Max got there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do they ever show the mom? Does she look like a goofy mom? I mean, it's a goofy world, right? I don't recall ever seeing her. <laughs> She's got big stupid ears, too, like the rest of them. <laughs> sort of a dog, sort of not a dog. It's a cow. No, it's not. You're right. No. I don't know what he is. Go- well, Goofy is a goofy. We've talked about this. Yeah. And yeah. Ashley has a crazy theory about Goofy. Yeah. I know. It's accurate. What's the word? What? Like, the name of the... The theory of what Goofy is, there's, it's like a, you called it something. Yeah, I remember. Kind of a, like a. It was funny. A crypto, crypto, like a. <laughs> you don't remember? Uh-uh. You know what I'm talking about, sir. I know that there yeah. was something, but I can't remember either. Yeah, you had some theory about what he actually is. I mean, I know what I think he actually is. He's a government experiment. Yeah, so what's the word for that? Government experiment? Anyway, you had a word for it. It was really good. Yeah. If you guys want to find out what Ashley said about that, you're going to have to listen to every episode because we have no idea when it was, <laughs> but we did talk about it at some point. Yes, we'll never get to it at this point. Uh, how's everyone doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy times. Very busy couple weeks. Yeah. But here we are. I'm just stoked to talk about some stuff. Some little pop culture Disney fun. James is completely drowning in work. I am. And I have just quit my job at the school and have now started full time at the restaurant and I'm managing and so it's exciting. super fun. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I'm yeah. sore all the time and I got my booster yesterday. So my arm feels like a dead weight. Mm-hmm. I also got a new tattoo. Oh, you did? I did. <gasps> Were you waiting to show that? No. I just forgot it was there. What does it say? A bushel, a bushel and, a and a peck. Oh, you've been talking about doing that forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that looks great. So it's a good place for it. My too. left arm is useless, but <laughs> it's all good. So you just got that. I got it Monday. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. So you keep the bandage on that long. 
Uh, she said to keep it on for four days. Wow. Yeah. It, you can shower with it and everything. It's that tech derm or whatever. That's it's what I so usually get. It's so freaking weird feeling. Yeah. I, the last tattoo I got, he cut it kind of squared off. Mm-hmm. So it immediately started catching on stuff. Right. This one, she like... She did a good job. She, it's a perfect round... Just piece. stuck to your skin. And it's, yeah. yeah, it fits just perfect. And there's a lot of... Uh, I've just heard so many different theories on the... Everyone has a different, different There's like the dry heel. There's the yeah. keep it covered in aquaphor for six weeks. I just this stick one, to about 24 hours. That's all I do. Yeah. but I, I'm going to leave this on probably another... I'll probably pull it off tonight. Because once really, you... Yeah. yeah. And you want to enjoy it. But once you pull it off, that's when the, the itch starts. It's when it starts to itch and peel and mm-hmm. all of that. That um, one won't peel very bad, though. No. That should be fine. It's just a really fine script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks great. She did a good job. Totally. I really like it. I'm happy with it. That's cool. Yeah. Ash, how you doing? What's up? Tell the people. I'm okay. Yeah? I went climbing earlier, and... How, how'd you do? I'm... I'm... So, you know when you're trying to, like, train how to do something, and you get, like, a plateau? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've decided that me and my climbing partner, Taylor, we haven't plateaued. We've regressed uh, right yes that's we're sucking normal, again yeah. and it's kind of frustrating that's very normal my fingers are getting all peely and splitty though so ashley hung a um a hanging board Hangboard, yeah. Hangboard oh the other day it is impossibly hard oh my god where it's it, over my um my office room. nice door over the the what's that called the man the header or whatever the door so you just hang from it mm-hmm. to like, strengthen your hands. Uh, in your theory, fingers, you do, oh, but I God. have to stand on a little support yeah. and just kind of put part of my weight on it. Jeez, yeah, it's insanely hard. Yeah, I have no hand or arm no. strength whatsoever. I can only do the very top one because you're you really are using your arms more on that level. Mm-hmm. But anything below that, it's literally just your fingertips. And then I got like a little set for working out my fingers and wrists and hands. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, I hear something off the just in. It's 46 and partly cloudy at not Disneyland. And 74 and partly cloudy at Disneyland. Wow. What a delicious thing It's actually for them. pretty beautiful right now. Right it's, now it's, it's sunny. sunny here. Yeah. And very rare. Uh, kind of crisp outside. It feels like fall. Yeah, when it's like this, it's it's a lot more doable. Oh you know? yeah. Oh man, I can hang with mood it. Mood is better. Oh yeah. Just. God. I don't mind driving because it's know. just like the sun warms the car and yeah, everything's it's the blue sky. good. It's brighter. Yeah. Happier. Before we talk about our topic of the day, as per usual, we have something to sidetrack us. We have some mail from Lisa from Walt's Chili Bowl, and James is going to do the honors. Are we sure we're opening this on air? Well, we'll, we'll find out. We'll uh, have Deanna take everything out if it's... It's a very personal letter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> dear James. <Yes. laughs> I mean, we did start the episode talking about penis sheaths. So. We, we sure did. Yeah. We sure did. Is there anything else in there? She has very nice handwriting. She does. Unlike me. Let's see here. Okay. It says, Hey, I was thinking of you guys when I was backstage today. So I, so I grabbed you some CM packet guides. Hopefully, 
You'll think they're as cool as I do. LOL. <gasps> love you guys. Love Lisa. Backstage as in backstage at the one land. Oh, my God. And one for you, Sarah. Oh, this is great. Whoa. Oh. Cast member reference guide. <gasps> this is That's cool. So what do those numbers mean? Interesting. Each attraction has its own little number. Those are the extensions. Oh, I see. This is the phone I numbers, see. I think. Oh, there's three different things. So I've got... Oh, oh okay. I've all got different. phone numbers. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I have that too. What do you have, Ash? I have. I think it's a menu. It looks like it's the same menu or a similar one to oh, what yeah, we saw. Oh, yeah. It's for the Lunar New Year menu. <gasps> I have important right numbers. Who wants to call the custodial guest services? Me. 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 Uh, what about lost children? I don't want that one. No. <laughs> Ooh, this food looks so good. Oh, my God. Damn. Aw, thank you, Damn. Lisa. This is cool. We're such dorks. We're like, ooh. Ooh, cast member reference guides. <laughs> yes. Yes. Frame them. Well, it's funny that we didn't realize we had different ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> he just handed them I out. Know. We're all looking at different things, trying to decipher Reed. what we're looking at. <laughs> It's, it's like, like we were oh, reading in three different languages. <laughs> it's yeah. like, all I know is that I'm not supposed to have this and I do now. So I had the cast member reference guide that's for California Adventure. And then there's a Disneyland cast member reference guide. And this is for January 21st through February 3rd. And then James had the Lunar New Year, Year of the Tiger. Super cool. Cute. All the cool. all the deets. Oh my gosh, Yeah. The list of all the food and beverage. Mm-hmm. It looks good. I've been watching some vlogs of the Lunar New Year. I thing. love the Lunar it's New Year. It's so cool. The food is so good. And yeah, it's really I well know done. I've said it before, but Disneyland food can suck. Well, you've also said, and I think you're right, that they do the like ethnic thing really well there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Whenever they do the like cultural celebrations, mm-hmm. they kind of nail it. Yeah. Does anyone have a hard time saying Lunar New Year? Totally. Lunar New Year. I always L- want to say Nooner Lou Year. It's yeah, it's awful. You sound kind of Nooner. Lunar New Year. <laughs> I'm not drunk. It's the year of the tiger. Don't know it's what that the means. Year of the tiger. Yeah, it's, it's the year of the tiger. <laughs> it's a really big cat. <laughs> Okay. Well, Lisa, those are super cool. And you know they're going up on the wall here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so today we are talking about movies that we loved as children. We we were visiting them for the first time in our adult lives. It had to be something that was at least 20 years old because we're all at least 38. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's... It had to be something that we really loved as a kid, have not seen as an adult, but that's still will hang your hat on it without having seen it since you were a kid. Right. Yeah. And that was that was the whole exercise. It's like something that you loved as a kid that you think still holds up. That you're you not, would that you would confidently say, Oh no, that's a good movie. Yeah, but you're not sure. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I did that with mine. I just remembered that I knew I watched it. Yeah. yeah oh, and yours I, is a and good I example. I remember liking it. And it was big. It, it was, was a big. major theatrical release and the main character is someone that everyone loves totally i really really thought it was going to be far better than it actually was no so we all chose a different one and we all watched them individually yeah uh sarah do you want to start sure 
Why Let's not? Let's do it. I have synopses for each of them, too. So we'll say what that is. Okay. And then what you remembered about it, and then I'll do the synopsis, and then you could launch into your thoughts. Okay. So I chose the 1980 live-action version of Popeye. 1980? Yeah. Is that what you just said? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The year I was born. So I, I don't I know how know old, old I was when we watched it, but mm. I remembered thinking that it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was really cute and clever, clever. And well done. I remember that there was a baby in it. I remembered that Popeye was kind of that's Robin Williams. Yeah, uh huh. Played by Robin Williams, and Olive Oil is played by Shelley Duvall, <laughs> as in from The Shining. Yeah, indeed. That gal. She was Whoa. born to play that role. Um, hey, she's she, an interesting look, right? I though? mean, her right, face guys? looks like it. <laughs> Let me just say this. <laughs> Not to be mean, but my God. <laughs> I remembered thinking that it was very charming. Yeah. And I don't know how mom and dad stomached having that movie on at any point. <laughs> it took me three times. So it's not even like bad because it's made in 1980. It's just well, bad. Well, hold on. So if, for those who okay. haven't seen it. Yes. Because probably most of you have not. I have, but I don't remember it at all. I probably banished it from my brain. I remember parts. Little bits and pieces. Okay, so looking for the father who deserted him as a baby, a sailor named Popeye, played by Robin Williams, journeys to the port town of Sweet Sweet Haven. Popeye befriends an assortment of eccentrics and falls in love with Olive Oil, played by Shelley Duvall, who already has a suitor, the bully Bluto. Popeye also discovers an abandoned baby, Sweet Pea, whom he raises as his own. But when the spurned Bluto kidnaps Olive and the child, Popeye takes action with the help of his magic spinach. <laughs> okay. Already that sounds awful. So, I it took me three times watching to get three quarters of the way through. I never finished the movie. I couldn't. I couldn't physically do it. Did you start it over three times or you just no, stopped it and walked I away? I started and stopped and fell asleep two separate times. <laughs> and then the third time I actually stood up and said, no, <laughs> life is too short. I'm not doing this. Do I you feel like how I had enough. I'm being tortured. Um, I had about maybe 20 to 30 minutes left on the movie. So I never I saw the magic far. spinach, but I don't need to. I know what happens. It's fine. Wait, so you, at no point in a Popeye movie, and you only had 30 minutes left or so, you didn't see him eat spinach yet? No. So no that, it's an hour and 54 minutes. So you watched it's like an hour and a half of a movie. Simply too much of that movie. Wow. And here is why it was so long. They had musical numbers because it is a musical that includes <laughs> robin is? williams oh uh-huh. my god sure does includes robin williams singing but the worst is that shelly duvall sings Uh-oh. as olive oil Uh-oh. this i'm going to play a clip is no, no. the song that she sings to all of her girlfriends when they're basically telling her that bluto is ugly and mean <clears throat> and she is defending it because she's going to marry him. Okay. So here goes. Nothing. It's going to take me a second because there's a freaking ad. Just a second. Stop. When we're looking at. I look ugly. Bluto's ugly all night. That's ugly. Bluto's distinguished. He's distinguished. Are these children? No. Distinguishably ugly. 
It's just Bluto, just growling. Who played Bluto? We can... He's large. Oh my god. Uh, he's large. Wow. He's large. Large. That's not a song. <laughs> large. Oh. Guys, this is like a two and a half minute song. <laughs> large. I can't do any more to you guys. Uh, Who plays that big SOB? Some guy His I don't name know. is... No one in particular. Paul L. Smith. Okay. You'll yeah. recognize him. Right. He's He is definitely someone that you'd... Yeah. yeah. He yeah. looks like he'd play Bluto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, Interesting. Yeah. That is just a, a taste of the musical excitement didn't someone really big direct this movie can you look that up uh yes well it's a walt disney production sure Uh uh-huh okay i mean it's not like spielberg or something insane i don't remember i did see it when i was looking at the thing is it produced by robert evans oh never mind oh that that is someone i don't know yeah in in any case sarah is the i remember the set being okay so the set is adorable. So, but it's like a set. It's it not is like... very much a set. Okay. It's. I remember that. This little like, like fishing, fishing town yeah, totally. on a bay. Yep. And everyone's house is kind of leaning, and uh-huh. it looks it looks like I do kind of remember that part. Like Toontown, kind of. Yeah, a little bit like Toontown, but it's like gray and brown. You know, kind of. Okay. Supposed to look old and run down, but. Everyone is very well dressed. Um, doesn't really make a lot of sense. But oh my god! So Bluto, since we were talking about Bluto, my notes on Bluto are: Bluto just growls, and his singing voice is a different person. One hundred percent. I didn't look that up, oh but it's a different voice for sure. Not the same person singing. Um, and then I also wrote Olive's song. Jesus, we get it. He's, He's large. large. <laughs> He's large. Large. The Small. baby is the only redeeming part of the movie. The baby's name is Sweet Pea, or as Popeye calls it, Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. There's no T in that. And this is like peak Robin Williams being coked out and out of his mind. Probably, yeah. 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 Okay. It's He's a little much. He's in fantastic shape. Except the arms. Why are the arms so big? I get it. Right. It's Popeye. It's Popeye. But listen. It's 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 cute in a cartoon form. They're too big. But yeah, human is not going to work. It's real awkward. I just realized the actor that plays Beludo. Is it Beludo? Beludo. He, Ash, you, you recognize him. He's from Maverick. Yeah. Uh-huh. He plays the Russian guy. He plays guy the Russian guy that wants to hunt men. Wants to hunt men. Great. Remember the movie Maverick with Mel Gibson? <laughs> yes, I do. That's a good movie. I remember that it is a movie. I do not remember Jody Foster. It. It's a great movie. Very, very cute movie. So, so that's where he's from. I had to look up the cast of this movie because I was somewhat convinced, even though I knew it was completely illogical for it to have been in 1980, but I thought for sure that the woman playing Olive Oil's mom was Kate McKinnon. 
from <laughs> SNL. Oh, how funny. Like 100%. It, she went back in time. It was weird. I was like, <laughs> maybe it's her born. mom. I had to look and see if there was some some connection. There isn't. She's just someone. So what what would you rate it? Yeah. Oh, the final God. question. Does it hold up? No. Uh, <laughs> it's a two. Maybe. It was awful. Okay, I'm going to look up what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes, I'm guessing it's going to get a 36%. Is that what you would give it, or yes. that's what you're guessing? That's what I would give it. Okay. Let's see. I'm guessing it's way higher. Way higher. It's 63% tomato meter, 39% audience score. Uh, that's the one that really matters. There we matters. go. Yeah. So, so you're in line with the audience. Here are the running gags throughout the movie. Okay. Um, olive oil can't do anything. Right. She's tripping all oh. the time. She's spinning. Yeah. And she says, oh, 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 <laughs> constantly. And once I realized how often she said it, it was like I couldn't focus on anything else. She just says, oh, constantly. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a dude in town who can't seem to pick up his hat. He dropped his hat at some point years ago and has just been kicking it along in front of him trying to pick it up. It's in every scene where they're outside. He's just trying to pick up his hat. It's so asinine. And no one ever acknowledges it? No one. No. And he's just like <laughs> running into things and kicking his hat. And it's just, oh, look at that dope. Uh, the tax guy cruises the town taxing everyone on everything. Everything. I don't remember one single standing thing around about tax Popeye. is eighteen cents. I mean, is there a is there an ongoing storyline with Popeye? I don't know. I know he's a sailor man. Was it a, was it a comic, guys? Is that what it was? Yeah, I guess. And a cartoon of some sort. Yeah. And then Popeye arbitrarily uses esks like at the end of words. Right. Right. Um, which blow me down. Exactly. It doesn't. <laughs> Esks. But it's not on every word that you would do it. Wait, what I can't the think hell of one Popeye? example. Okay, now I'm tripping out. Okay, what, Popeye what, is a the, sailor. He's a sailor man, but and why Why the voice? I don't like, know. What is that? He also has one eye shut all the time. Arr, yeah, it's like he's pirating. And he says, and like, I am what I am. And there's a whole long song where it's a song and dance routine. Oh, boy. With Robin Williams swinging himself around a pole and dancing in a circle. <laughs> I am what I am. Doing his little Popeye dance. Singing, I am what I am. And that's all that I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. And it's minutes <laughs> long. My my brain always goes to production. And all I can think of is the people on set filming that. Just uh -huh. keep bringing him more coke. He'll, over he'll do great. Over and over and uh, over. That was really good, Robin. Painful. Can we get another take? Yeah. <laughs> God. Can you stand up on that thing and say I yam what I yam one more time? All these like union hands, you know, <laughs> yeah. just standing around. Oh, my He's God. like, I turned down Shakespeare to be in this. Yeah. <laughs> so there you wow. go. My yeah. media recommendation okay. for the week is not to watch Popeye ever again, unless <laughs> you're trying to do a stupid punish podcast. someone or yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, good job, Sarah. That's yeah. a good summary. Why? Thank you. I'm proud of you. All right. Who, who's, who's up next? Oh, you sure. look like you're ready. I'm not. I just lost my place. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> nope. I have it now. Okay. Do you want to go? I think that we forgot to specify in we being me in the setup that these all have to be Disney movies. Yes. Yes. 
We are a Disney-based podcast. Although I was fully willing to break that rule because I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. And I finally, it came to me. You did good. Um, Do you want me to go? Go for it. Okay. Okay. So I'm just setting it up and then you'll... Yeah. What do you remember? What did you love about it? I'll read the synopsis and then give me your take. Okay. So I did 1992 The Mighty Ducks. You did. So you were nine when that came out, right? I was ish, eight, maybe even. Yeah. Third grade. Okay. So that's starring Emilio Estevez, as you well know. Story about a a, a lawyer <laughs> who. Oh wait, no, you're gonna do this synopsis, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, that's right. Well, I, let's just say that I remember getting pumped, like <laughs> loving this movie. I had, I had. <gasps> zero care for hockey boy did i not give a shit about hockey growing up but i i liked hockey through the filter of this movie right and it made me give a crap about hockey there's also a disney connection that i forgot about the the mighty ducks the anaheim ducks they became a real team and they are today a real nhl team based off this movie i don't think i knew that yeah and disney owned the duck they might even still own the ducks for all i remember wow it's called the anaheim ducks because of this movie Okay. Wild. Um, so there's, you know, as a Disney fan, there's a lot of, like, parallel connection here. Same with the, the Angels, Anaheim Angels. Mm-hmm. They were owned by Disney, too. Anyway, there's that. Yeah, it just, it was such a smash hit as a kid. Do you remember how popular that movie oh, was? Oh, yeah. And the whole series, there's, like, I think three of them. Mm-hmm. D2, D3. It's probably more. <laughs> yeah. I think they're rebooting it, too. You want to do the synopsis and I'll give you some notes? Yes. After a reckless young lawyer, Gordon Bombay, by the way, Mm. I did not remember that his name was Gordon Bombay. It's a great name. (laughs) No, it's not. I think it's a strong cat name. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect cat name. Gordon Bombay. (laughs) He, which is played by Emilio Estevez, gets arrested for drunk driving. He must coach a kid's hockey team for his community service. Gordon has experience on the ice, but isn't eager to return to hockey. A point hit home by his tense dealings with his own former coach, Jack Riley, played by Lane Smith. The reluctant Gordon eventually grows to appreciate his team, which includes promising young Charlie Conway, played by Joshua Jackson, a.k.a. My First Love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's so cute in it, too. So cute. And leads them to take on Riley's tough players. Good job. Yep. Perfect. Um. (laughs) <laughs> I have to look up who jo- Josh Jackson is because oh, I don't he's remember in so this many movie. Things now he's probably one of the few actors that actually he's went in on Dawson's Creek and Fringe and oh yeah 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 little cutie pie little cutie pie. Um, so when we were watching this movie, Ashley was taking notes for me. I I would shout things into the air and she would write them down. Yeah. <laughs> so let me read some of these shoutings from my brain. Mm-hmm. The Mighty Ducks, Disney logo. Boo dee doo doo dee. We had to just remember what that meant. And how does it go? Boo. It's boo dee dee. Boo dee dee doo doo. So the movie starts with that intro, and we're like, they don't do that anymore. They used to do that. The Walt Disney Pictures thing. Yeah. Oh, so already just kicking it off with just 80s, 90s nostalgia. All the nostalgia. Totally, and and just the whole setup of them. The the beginning of the movie, at one point, I yelled, uh, where is it? Such a Disney setup. <laughs> That's a quote. And it says, James. 
Cause like, it's just so, it's so exactly how they do all those movies, you know, busy businessman in a suit is miserable being a lawyer and he's clearly rich and successful and he drives around in a limo and he hates his life. And then he drinks and drives on the, in the snow in a blizzard, in a blizzard, smart guy. It's very dark. And it has like the black crows soundtrack playing in the background, very sassy. And he doesn't care that he's drinking and driving. Right. And then he gets pulled over and arrested and he goes like to the drunk tank and the judge gives him an option. Because this is his boss. Because Right, right. Because his boss, the head it's of like the firm mentor. is like, yeah. no, the, so the head of the firm is close to the judge. Yeah. And so he comes up to him and he's like, you know, you're a partner here at this firm. Uh, we'll give you an option. You can either do community service or you can go to jail. Mm-hmm. So he clearly has to do the community service. And they assign him to this hockey team, this like rec league hockey team that needs a coach. And perfect setup. Is he a hockey player? Yes. Okay, so he has but experience not, as a hockey player. But only player. as a very small child. So he hasn't yeah. played okay. in years. And they do all these flashbacks of him playing for the Hawks. Okay. And the Hawks are like the the Yankees of the little rec league uh-huh. Of peewee hockey. Very specific <laughs> regional peewee hockey storyline. And it's intense. It's so intense. <laughs> like, you know that like when they do memories back in the 90s, it's like that frosted lens. And it's the coach like laying into him about how winning is the most important thing. Right. You win, win, win. <laughs> and it's like, it's traumatizing for Emilio as an adult to think back on those days that he let his coach down at the at the the final championship. He was like... He was going to hit the shot, and it just barely hit the the bar, and it went to the right, <laughs> just a quarter of an inch. And he always talks about just a quarter of an inch changes your life forever. It's so intense mm-hmm. for no reason. Because he's a child. He's a child. On a rec league. So it ruined his life. Okay. He became a cranky, mm-hmm. money-grubbing lawyer because of his hockey his hockey storyline as a child. What I'm hearing here is don't put your kids in any sports. Yeah, and if you do, maybe don't yell win, win, win into their face and make that the only thing that's important. So, um, let's see. What else did you write down here, Ash? <laughs> A lot. Uh, yeah, so then he he at one point says, I hate hockey and I don't like kids. <laughs> right to the kid's face. Yeah, perfect coach. I mean, just, it's, it's hilarious from there. Like, he... <laughs> so stupid. Like there's a, it's all the typical story uh, storylines too, like where he falls in love with one of the kids' moms, mm-hmm. Joshua Jackson's his mom. Yeah, Joshua Jackson's mom, who's just like rosy cheeked white lady, and it's she is not an attractive woman, right? And it's like no. usually it's like the hot mom, and it's just like this like kind of boring ass looking '90s lady <laughs> with with permed hair. Yeah, and and how they introduce the kids. Sorry, the pack. Yeah, the pack. That's always funny. Like. They, they're like these misfit kids around the town that like do like poop, poop purse pranks, you know, and like, they're just, they're just bad kids, but they're really not that bad. Right. And they need a lot of guidance, but they really don't need a lot of guidance. They're just (laughs) fine. And it's all the usual suspects of the nineties kids actors, the really heavy kids from the movie heavyweights, um, all the kids from the Sandlot. It's like all the same kids. Yes. I, I at one point Ashley wrote down because I yelled to the air quote very similar to the Sandlot, <laughs> <laughs> which speaks to its greatness really. 
Oh, the quote that the coach yelled into the kid's face, his memories, is, it's not worth winning if you can't win big. That's what <laughs> well, it was. what the hell? Yeah. A lot of rollerblading, a lot of rollerblading through malls. Oh, yeah. A lot of cutscenes of the kids, like, learning how to skate better. Training montages, yeah. Yeah, a lot of training montages. Um, let's see. It's <laughs> really selling it. Oh, and he's, like, such a jerk in the beginning when he's... He's being forced to coach these kids, so he doesn't want to be there, obviously. And he's like, he's still got a bit of his old coach's mentality. Uh-huh. Remember, they don't let you forget, he's a lawyer. Right. Yes. And his old coach is still teaching Yes. Oh, that's the other the Hawks, very important thing. And they're the rival team. Like 25 years later, he's still doing this, and he's still just as intense. And the Hawks are, yeah, like the rival team. And all the, the kids on the Ducks hate the Hawks. Right. It's it is the Sandlot. It also is sounding a lot like Cobra Kai. Exactly. It's like the rich kids that have all the resources. They do really well. They're right. the poor kids. They don't have any equipment. Mm-hmm. They're being taught to like go for the throat. You yeah, know? exactly. Same same exact. Oh, thing. and why? Um, it is exactly like Cobra Kai. And I don't mean Karate Kid. I mean yeah, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Like, it is yes. years later. This and guy's the, still a wreck hockey coach. Ex- it's exact same. It's Sandlot, Cobra Kai, Karate Kid. Um, and why are they called the Ducks? Because of Ducksburger. Ducksworth. Ducksworth. Because the the head guy for the firm, the law firm, his name is something, Mr. Ducksworth. Okay. And so Emilio starts kind of liking the kids. He starts getting into it. So he wants to get them new equipment. And in order to do that, he has to convince his firm to sponsor the team. And right. it's like $8,000 and they go on a shopping spree. And, got, and it's like the best 90s cut scene ever. They're just getting all the gear. and like $8,000 would take yeah, totally. <laughs> two kids. Two kids. <laughs> so that's why it's called the Ducks. Um, what else? And then... What were they called before? They were just like the... They were like regional, regional B or B something. I don't know. Okay. Team. Yeah. And then I don't remember. Why did... Why did they like force him? Why did he quit the firm? Um, it was like he had to do the right thing, and he chose them over the law firm. Let me see. Oh, oh, it was because now I remember. Because one of the kids on the Hawks was mm. zoned. Such a there was story. a rezoning that no one re-zoning. noticed. So okay. he really he for belongs the in the Ducks, and huh? he's like the best player, right? He's the best. They're going to take the ringer. Yeah. Yeah. And so the coach, his former coach that ruined his childhood, shows up to the firm and is like, no, you can't take my best player. And Mila's like, no, this is what's right because of zoning laws. (laughs) (laughs) So boring. A technicality. A technicality. And so he quits his job as a lawyer. Yeah. To be a full-time Unpaid, unpaid coach, hockey coach for Pee Wee hockey. These kids that that he seems just reasonable. Met. That season, he just yeah. met them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pretty, pretty great movie. Um, <laughs> you can't make me cheat, Charlie. That's yeah. A quote. He's like, yeah, exactly. So Emilio was trying to teach him all the old ways of like, yeah, sneaking in shots and stuff, and it's like you can't make me cheat. All the while, Charlie. Joshua Jackson yeah. is like really, really eager to get this guy to fuck his mom. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he he really wants that to happen. <laughs> he keeps. He wants it new up daddy. And, yeah, a lawyer daddy. It's really weird. How about the German 
blade sharpener guy. Yes. The Scandinavian weird dude. Yes, Hans. Hans. Yeah. He's got like this strange hut on like a frozen lake and he's been there forever. And he's just sharpening blades. He just sharpens all the kids' skates and he like... Oh. It's a weird storyline. It's like he's like a surrogate dad so kind he, of. He has a hut on the ice yeah. and kids go there. Kids go there to get like their skate sharpened <laughs> or whatever. And Amelia was like really close to him when he was a little kid. Okay. So he walks in as an adult and it's one of those scenes where the Scandinavian guy's back is to the door. And all you hear is like the ding ding from the door. Yeah. He's like, I knew you'd be and he, I knew him. you'd show up. How did he How know it was do you him? No. It's so stupid. <laughs> I can tell by the way you walk even twenty five years later. <laughs> it's your scent. So I mean it goes from there. You know the story from there. Like teach them to fly the whole the flying V. Oh, the form. flying V. Oh god, I do remember that. <laughs> I remember even then thinking Dude. it was so embarrassing. Yeah. We all just like grabbed our faces in pain. Yes. Uh, at one point, Ashley wrote, and I quote, my mom's vagina is getting real wet. Maybe he can be the next daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was written. <laughs> that's Ash- that was written. That's Ashley's note, by the that way. That was written from Charlie's perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, sorry if there's kids own. in the room, guys. Well... <laughs> <laughs> we also got some good t- t-shirt inspiration off this movie we did Ooh. okay i mean you guys get the point you I'm know sh- what i mean you haven't quacked yet oh jesse smollett is in this yes, movie yes jesse smollett is Jussie. in this not jesse 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 you know who jesse smollett is do not he's the I guy pulled open right here he's the guy that pretended to be jesse uh like um, assaulted assaulted or whatever and he faked it he faked being assaulted he's an yes. actor yes does that sound familiar now yes okay so he was a child actor apparently and he was in the mighty ducks we're like oh my god that's jesse smollett i'm looking at a picture of him and i i totally recognize him i don't really remember that story here's a couple other things that ashley wrote down uh saxophones man <laughs> cosby sweater and once again, Charlie desperately wants Amelia to fuck his mom. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> she wrote that down like three times. It was a lot. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. And how does it end? They, they, they win? They make it to the championships and they win, but they win for the right reasons. Right. Um, and then it just sort of ends. Okay. But here's, I mean, what, what do I say about it? It holds up. Yeah. It, I mean, it is exactly what it... It's how you remembered it. That's right. Yeah. Hey. It's exactly... The only difference being is I'm not eight anymore. <laughs> so it so means you have no a little, excuse yeah. to be so pumped. No, I was so pumped. I mean, God, I was James so was pumped. screaming a lot. There was a lot of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was getting pumped for the flying V. aggressive. Yeah. I was promised a quack. Uh, oh, no, it's just quack, quack, quack. quack. Quack, quack. Yeah, the whole quack. audience quacks. And it <laughs> right. is exactly the Oregon Ducks look. It's like yeah. green yeah. and yellow and it says ducks on it. Right. They don't when, even try. When Charlie, uh, not Charlie, I was going to say Charlie Brown. Nope. That guy just killed himself. Char- Sorry, he's Charlie's on my mind. The kid. No, not Charlie the kid. Uh, Emilio. Yeah. When he quits his job, he quacks at his boss. Yeah, he goes, because no. well, well, that was the like joke leading, as the beginning of the movie starts, he says something about to like to his assistant. Um, is there any calls or something? And then it's like, Mr. Duckworth wants to see you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
And it was like the ongoing joke here. They're like, quack, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. Whatever you need, Mr. Ducksworth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then he says that later, they tie it all in when he's quitting the job. And he's just like kind of losing it on him. Like, (laughs) yes, sir, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. (laughs) It is a weird movie. I can so picture Emilio Estevez doing yeah, that. Totally. <laughs> quack, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. Dude, it's been an Emilio kind of two weeks. It I'll has say. been. We watched yeah. Breakfast Club last night where he anger dances after smoking pot. <laughs> we put on the song, that song that they're yeah. playing when they're dancing all over the, the library. Yeah. Or is it that song? That's, that's the okay. one. Yeah. We put that on on New Year's Eve and everyone danced like yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, like in a line. Heck yeah. Like the feet and stuff. Uh-huh. Well, there right. you go. Mighty Ducks. All I, right. I say it holds up. Oh, let's do a Rotten Tomatoes check. Dead air. Dead air. What? There's no... That, that can't be right. There's no reviews, but it says 65% audience score. Huh. That didn't make any sense. I, I'm going to give it a, a solid 1992 75%. You should be giving it a 92 Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was 6. great. 6.6 on IMDb. Yeah, it sounds about right. I'm shocked that you're giving it that low of a score. I'm oh, sorry. 75%. 75, 80%. We'll 6.6 for the Mighty Ducks and 6.3 for Popeye? No. Well, see, that's way off. <sighs> Nonsense. Mighty Ducks is a watchable film. It is. Popeye's I enjoyed not. it. Popeye's yeah, we we not. had a great time. Well, I chose... The 1978 classic, (laughs) The Cat from Outer Space. I have never seen it. I watched a lot of this as a kid. This was on this morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, James was around for a good amount of it. Dude. So what I remember, what I loved about it, I love cats. I love sci-fi. I love Disney. Maybe this is why. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe. The cat, I remember the cat being super cute. And he was. He's a total, well, hmm? Okay. He's a total star. Mm-hmm. I remember him being like star quality cat. Yeah. There's a. I remember there's a bumbling guy with a cat and there's a lot of fun hijinks. Yep, yep, yep. There's some kind of E.T. Roswell type government intervention hunting thing happening. I remember being funny, kitschy, retro vibe. Yep. Don't remember if the cat talks. Um, and then I know that the cat has something that the government wants. Synopsis. Cosmic comedy is on the prowl when an extraterrestrial cat crash lands his spaceship on Earth and leads a physicist, his girlfriend, the army, and a team of scientists on an endless escapades. The extraterrestrial cat named Jake is forced to crash land his spaceship on Earth. The cat, Jake, was actually played by two Abyssinian cats. Oh, yes. Rumple and his twin sister, Amber. Rumple. 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 The Abyssinian breed was selected by the producers because they thought it looked more alien. Um, I'm looking at pictures of him right now, and you're right. He's really goddamn cute. cute. Um, The movie was shot on the Disney Studio lot in a soundstage and in the Roy O. Disney building at a hangar in the Burbank Airport and on an army base built for the the film on the studio's 708-acre Golden Oak Ranch. Okay. I have notes. As I wrote them, I'm just going to read them. Okay. Okay, super cool retro Mickey and Buena Vista designs at, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, happy 50th birthday to Mickey. It's like a whole like thing. And it's like mm. very 70s, like color blocking and cool. very cool. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> yeah, 1978. Yeah. And the movie starts 
with a farmhouse at night. And there's a ruckus and all the animals are upset. And you hear an alien talking from within a ship. This is Zunar J5 calling mothership. Request repair party. So stupid. He was denied. He's got to repair it himself. And I, I will interject. There's like a stereotypical, like hysterically stereotypical farmer guy mm-hmm. that is like looking around with like farmer and farmer's wife with the like kicked the up curlers hat, in her hair oh, yeah. brim on the hat you know <laughs> yeah so exactly what you think of a disney movie being yes in the 70s so then i quoted myself when i first saw the cat for the first time <laughs> ah look at the baby <laughs> there's a lot of actually squealing there's a whole lot <laughs> And then there's a general there. There's like a general yeah. and an army crew that shows up. And, and he and says... And these generals, by the way, are... They're not just dressed like we're in the military. Full yeah, regalia, Like oh, right. with, the, with the hats. Yeah. Yeah. And they're and just the in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. a farmhouse. So good. The general says, I don't see any hammer and sickle, do you? And I said, ah, communism. <laughs> and yeah, there's a I, lot of communist references in this. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's just roasters. I said E again, and James said, wow, there's going to be a lot of squealing. Yep. <laughs> so his necklace has telepathic powers. Cute. Cute. And by necklace, I mean collar. We just call them necklaces a lot because it's cuter that way. <laughs> Army generals yelling at this NASA guy about the whole situation. Yeah. James asks, who is this made for, this film? I, I, I mean, I genuinely don't know. Because it's like, is it's, this for kids? Is it for adults? Like, It's not kiddy enough to be like, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. And it's not adult-ish no. enough to be for the parents. It's it's a really bad... Like, Toy Story is a good in-between. Yeah. Yes. Clearly. Because there's a lot of jokes for the parents. It's very, you know, cerebral. But it's also super cute it's super and cute, easy to understand. Animated. Yeah. No, this yeah. is like, genuinely, who's it made for? Yeah. Don't get it. Me, apparently. Yeah, made for Ashley. Um, James thinks the cat is basically our cat Una. Yeah. Um, but his name is Jake, so it's a boy. And I wrote him sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a top secret briefcase uh, that has a floating LED cone type thing, which is a propulsion unit of some kind, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I wrote science words. And then science words. There's a an ERL spy. There's a spy in the science people, and he's reporting back to it to someone that we don't know. Uh, the army general is now yelling at the scientists. A physicist is on loan from Caltech, and it is the star of the movie. And James was like, "That's the star That's of the movie." That's the star. <laughs> the most middle-aged, vanilla-looking ass guy possible. Yeah. <laughs> Like a mustard polo shirt. Wool sweater. Wool oh, yeah. sweater. I saw him. <laughs> Jesus. Did you did you mention how angry the colonel is all the time? Yeah, he keeps yelling at people. Because they're they're trying to figure out there's like this little gem thing that lived it's within the cone. It's the cone that like powers the ship. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out what it is. They and, call it the artichoke. And as he kept and I quote, What makes this tick? Yeah. He kept yelling to all the scientists in the room. That it's supposed to be like an open environment where you take guesses and like we're trying to figure this out. Yeah. But he, he kept getting like two inches from everyone's face and yelling. Is that him? Yeah. Ken that, Barry. That's Ken him. Barry. Ken Barry. Of course, his name's Ken. So they get him in and he's going to, you know, offer his advice as to what he thinks it is. 
And he says, I have a hunch it's a, it's tapping the primal mainstream. The primal mainstream. It's tapping the primal mainstream. Which is basically like the force, right? Yeah. Uh, more, more science words. Kind of. Kind of. Cat yeah, is loose... making friends with the physicist. He knows that he's <laughs> yes, that's like, right. oh, that guy knows how well, this shit works. Well, because all the dummy dummy scientists were like, it could be magnetic. It could be atomic. Yeah. And he says the thing that it actually is. Because the cat's like, sneak, he's sneaking, him sneaking. Him sneaking. So the cat's, he like goes, what now? It's, like, like, it's a real cat. You know? Yeah. So a real cat goes, what? So cute. <laughs> and like follows him. So he's, he's making friends with the physicist. He knows he knows that he knows how his machine works and he needs to repair it. And then he starts making slow blinks at him and it's very cute. By the way, <laughs> this cat who's an alien from outer space, when he was communicating via radio to his mom when he crashed. Remember it was with his mom. Yeah. And his well, it's mo- mothership. It's like mother. Yeah, yeah, mother. But, but no, because he even says, "I'll see you later, mom," or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, she he he asks, uh, "How long is it going to be?" or something, and she says, "One one five. and he goes, "One one five days." She goes, "No years." So if he doesn't get it fixed, it's going to be 115 years of him living on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's on him to get it fixed. Yep. So he can speak. He can, he can speak. Tell. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, yep. okay. We were just about there. So he communicates through thought transference and the caller amplifies his brain power. <gasps> like Doug. Yeah. Playing music. It like lights up. Telepathically. Yeah. And James says, oh my God, this is so Disney. Oh yeah, playing music telepathically. He starts making like the instruments that are in the room. Oh, so. Get up and like start like playing themselves. It's very uh, bed like bedknobs and broomsticks. Totally. <laughs> yeah. The, like the the cello starts playing itself, you know. It's Terrifying. so cute. Yeah. Um. So then he says, "There's a saying on my home planet: you rub my fur, I'll rub yours.' Because okay. he's a cat. Because he's a cat. <laughs> it's a it's a planet of cats. We find out that without the collar, he's just an average cat. So it's very important that he does not lose the collar. And very obvious that's going to be an issue <laughs> later in the movie. They made it so clear. Without this collar, I'm just an average cat. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And there's a 70s Lakers game on the on the TV. Very yep. short shorts. Very, very short. short. Very. And Jake used his powers on the ba- the basketball game as it's occurring to get rid of the guy because as his neighbor yeah. butts in and he's like, "I need to use your set," and he turns on the game to watch the Lakers game, and he, they want him to leave because they need to like talk. They need to talk. And so Jake makes it so that the game is ended like immediately right. so the guy gets out of there so we learn oh he can control things that far too yeah um then there's another cat so this girl physicist that he's kind of has the hots for and she has the hots for him mm-hmm. she lives in the same building as him yeah and she's constantly trying to make dates with him and he's constantly like not being able to make them so she shows up with her cat her big fluffy persian white cat that she named lucy bell She's a fluffy girl. Um, she's the love interest. Of course she is. <laughs> uh, you yeah. said she's a fluffy girl. I knew where this was going. Let's go. Um, and then so the cat, he starts pretend sneezing to get rid of everyone. But there's like these really, really weird cat sneezing sounds that are clearly a human in a sound <laughs> booth faking sick. So he's just like, um, like just, I'm just like thinking it's a guy. It's clearly a guy making these oh sounds. My God. Um, and then Jake is very horny for Lu- for Lucy Bell. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so then they're now they're breaking into the top secret base. They go inside the ship trying to fix it. Science words. Uh, and there's Jake, a spy this whole time. Yes. Jake gives Frank a spare collar so that he can he can float to the top of the ship to do a thing that he needs to do to fix something. Right. But the spy guy is creeping and spying this whole time, and he's seeing the power of this collar. Then there's a very long, very dumb flying around the room sequence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a short movie no though. it's an hour and 40 something minutes uh beep boop bop sounds yeah. lots oh. of beep boop bop, boop, beep, boop bop, bop. science right. words more science words mm-hmm. 70s futuristic buttons and computer graphics i'm totally selling this aren't i oh, you're yeah. gonna want to see this i do want to see this sounds awesome <laughs> um Dor- doris is thoroughly enjoying this movie our, our, our cat, cat doris this entire time she is just planted right in front of it with her head Tilted up, just loving this movie. She loves TV. She does. Yeah, she really does. So then there's an intruder alert. All the army guys are like, what's going on? It's a cat. They took his collar, but the cat acts fast and steals it back, and now they're motorbiking out of there. (laughs) (laughs) And the spy guy falls into a garbage truck. Um, Everyone falls into garbage trucks in movies. They do. Like. Yeah. When have you ever been above a garbage truck? Always. Yeah. What is that? I know. Yeah. Um, math it. words. <laughs> so we've <laughs> gone from science to math now. Okay. So they find out that they need $120,000 worth of gold to repair the ship because something about the frequency of gold and the science words, I don't know. Uh-huh. They're just saying stuff. But they're like, oh, I'm not going to get $120,000. So they're going to fix a game using the betting guy to make a ton of money, which is basically Back to the Future 2. Yes. Um, insert some government service jokes about how you don't make enough money. Spy guy is spying. Very long scene of Jake fucking with the gambler guy to convince him. So Jake is just like making him like dance, making him like do things to himself. He's floating him around the room <laughs> for, I mean, probably five minutes. <laughs> and the guy still doesn't believe. It's like, what are you? What do you think's happening? Yeah. How is this happening? Way too long. Way too long. So I guess he finally convinced him. Um, but Jake is now hitting on Lucy Bell. And the vet that lives in their building that wants to see the cat because he told Liz that the cat was sick and the cat was fake sneezing with the human that was just fake sneezing sounds. <laughs> so the vet lives in the building, comes in, he starts molesting with Jake while while he's trying to actively manipulate this game so they can get $120,000. This, this sequence is so long, too. So long. Um, but while that's happening, so they're distracted. And also, the most hysterically, they're supposed to be like bad kind of mobster gambling oh that's guys. not even here yet that's later oh that's different yeah oh, okay so they're still in his apartment right now oh, okay gotcha and so the guy that's like the vet that's messing with jake takes his collar off and almost ruined the whole thing and then he fucking drugs jake he sedates oh, yeah. him and puts him completely out oh no which is fair to point out the we, cat looked we completely think they dead did that <laughs> Because it's an actor holding a sleeping cat. And it's right? like, like when moving its legs like this. Yeah. You're a cat owner. You know that that's not a thing. That is not a thing. No. Um, then I got busy doing actual work and I checked out for a second. Um, James says, he just said good girl to her. She's a doctor. And yeah. someone was like, hey, good girl. To the woman. <laughs> to the adult woman doctor. And you also called her a, you can be a real uh, angry dame or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Excited dame or something. So now they're with the mobster guys. They're trying to get more money. There's gambling talk happening. Okay, but these mobster guys are not scary. No. They're supposed to be like, you know. Rough you up. Rough you up guys. But it's a Disney version. Right. So they're like the sweetest grandpas ever. Like the (laughs) nicest, sweetest little vest wearing guys with and fedoras the, the worst mob guy voice of all time it's like meow, meow, meow. yeah sure, yeah <laughs> it's awful um there's pool balls flying all around the room because Crazy. it's chaos because magic because magic jake is still out so he's being held but then there's this guy this mobster that's holding a big like sandwich oh, yeah. next to him and there's dilly meat hanging out of it and he's and a cat he, oh, loves he loves earth loves meat Ellen. he loves earth meat earth meat yeah <laughs> So that wakes him up out of his That revives stupor. him. So <laughs> then they they win with the the lady plays pool and they win against crazy odds. So whatever. They have the money. They win a bunch of money. Yeah. Okay. Um then and By the way, that whole sequence should have been like 5 minutes. All of it's way too long. Way all of it. too long. Um so then they show this evil guy that's talking to the spy guy from earlier. And this is when I left. So yes. this is So this I is all info out. for you. This is all new for yep, you. Yep. Um, he's in a very techie cave lair. Very Dr. Evil. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I will have that collar. Because he wants to rule the world with it. Um, I started doing actual work again. Checked back in. Army base hijinks. Liz and Lucy Bell, the adult woman and the cat, being held for ransom for the collar by Dr. Evil guy. Um, Jake is supposed to leave because his stuff is fixed, but he doesn't. He decides to stay on Earth. So he's going to just stay on Earth. Get me some of that Earth meat. Yep. Keep keep giving the Earth meat and that sexy, sexy Persian cat. Um, it's a trap. They have no plans to release those girls. And they're flying off in a helicopter with them. And Jake finds a broken, a broken down old ass plane that's mm-hmm. rusted. And he's like, I'm going to fly it. So they... Pop in the air, and Jake's flying a broken, rusty old plane. Like a, a normal human plane? Yes. Okay. He's flying it after the helicopter that has the, the bad guys and their ladies. And there is a dogfight in the air. The bad guys bail out with parachutes, abandoning Liz and Lucy Bell. And mm-hmm. the spy guy. The spy guy falls out with the Dr. Evil guy. So they're he's clinging to him. I don't know if he died. They don't get into that. I don't I don't <laughs> know what just happened. Hanging on to a parachuted dude. <laughs> yeah. They don't they don't explain it. Um then there's a very long mid-air rescue sequence. And Jake almost kills them all when he's hitting on Lucy Bell. It's very distracted. Cool. And then uh Frank is getting sponsored or Frank is sponsoring Jake for citizenship in front of a judge in the end. Excellent. So he stays? He gets sworn in as a US citizen. And that's the ending sequence. <laughs> and he has to, he pledges allegiance. Wait, the whole damn point of the movie <laughs> is to get him on the ship and home. He realized that Earth was the home all along. No way. He wants to be with his lady and his Earth meet. Does he stay wearing the collar, the magic collar? Yeah. So that's clearly going to be an issue. This yeah. collar makes it so you can do anything, sir. Mm-hmm. You can control. You can yeah. speak telepathically. When you the can judge, move things. When the judge is swearing him in as a citizen. Yeah. He gets lifted off into the air. Unreal. And the end. And the end. He gets sworn in as a cat citizen. So does it hold up? Yes. <laughs> it does hold up. <laughs> Go watch it. 
Wow. I love that. <laughs> I love that you think it holds up. It does hold up. It was great. I was thoroughly enjoying the entire time. I mean, so all okay, let's go around real quick. Sarah, your movie has nothing to do with you as a kid or you as a person. No, I but, just remember watching it and remember liking it. But that is very you. Okay, yeah. So that what you just said is very you. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I don't know, I just remembered and then you did it. Yeah. So it's my movie is very me in all of like 90s like sports movies ways, but I'm not a hockey fan. Right. Not, I mean, I, whatever. But I, I'm like a baseball guy. So for me, the fact that that movie stood out to me is interesting. And it's sort of in spite of me not being a big hockey fan. Now, Ashley's movie is so obviously something that you would have liked as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like... So how did you see this so much? Did, like your dad put it on for you? I was like, I think I just put it on for myself a lot. Think, yeah, <laughs> Cat from Outer Space. So Disney here's the movie. reason it was so hard for me to find something that I loved as a kid and haven't seen since. I have kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all You've of those all. kid movies oh, that yeah. I grew no, up I watching, oh, yeah. I have introduced to my kids and I know now like which ones do hold up, which ones don't. This was one that just like, I haven't even thought about. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was years. trying to say. It's like, yeah, you, there's exactly you have three kids and you've been around other anything worth kids watching. And, you've watched again, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really hard to find something that I didn't actually remember. And and for the audience, it, the point of this exercise wasn't to like go watch The Lion King again for the right. time. Yeah. Like we know what those are. This was something obscure and like we yes. haven't watched it forever. And um, did was it all supposed to be live action? Because it just happened to it be. It just happened that we to be. Did. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. That was yeah. fun. Now I actually right. really want to watch both of your movies. Yeah. Just make sure you're doing something while mine is on. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're absolutely drunk if you watch Popeye. <laughs> Dude. Because it could be great. It could I be bet. a drinking game yeah. where you have to take a shot every time she says, oh, but you will die. I'm just telling you right now, you won't survive the movie. Those kind of movies always just like point out the lack of vision or or that like maybe the director had vision and then it just got away from them. It could also point out real poor editing right, or that so much of it. I right, feel like or that when you see a movie where there's like a song and dance number, but there's like music in the background and they edit it so that it's not too bright or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. this was like a bad play they just did that all wrong yeah i remember it feeling like a play it, that's yeah, why i asked about definitely the feels like a play there's just there's so many places where a movie can go bad so many and oh my god it's so easy for them to fall off the rails and it sounds like that one did yeah it sure yeah. did well, there's a lot within this genre, especially within your genre, Ash, the like the old timey live action Disney movies, mm-hmm. the stuff that our dad loves. Right. Like all the Kurt Russell movies, mm-hmm. the Jodie Foster movies, all these wackadoodle like we're getting shenanigans. You know, the, what's the parent trap? Yep. That kind of stuff. There's so many of these those movies that I would love to go revisit and see if they hold up. I mean, the parent trap is actually a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I often wonder because we oh. watched the shit out of that one we've watched it recently is it like within the last few years (laughs) um yeah it is bananas but it's exactly what you remember it's actually a good movie fun yeah really yeah i mean Mm. honestly too the Lindsay lohan version is good too what about swiss family Uh, it's mostly dreadful dreadful. (laughs) that one's pretty tough it is there's a lot 
of it's like some racially insensitive shit oh there's a lot of very yeah 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 yeah. the savages are yelling up the island Yeah. yeah the pirates are all just like white guys that are dressed to look like they're not white for some reason like why are uh-huh. It doesn't. None of it yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got you. All right. Well, yeah. cool. Shall we transition? We shall. Okay. Uh, movie pick, recommended stuff of the week. You guys got a few things? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, let me get mine up here. I've got mine pulled up here. Okay, I'll go ahead and start. Yeah, go ahead. Um. My recommended media this week is, as I said before, not to watch Popeye. But... <laughs> Instead, a different fisherman. This was not even on purpose. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, it's a movie called Fisherman's Friends. It's from 2019. It is a drama slash comedy. Um, it. I'll just read the little thing here. Yeah. yeah. A cynical London music executive hears a singing group of 10 Cornish fishermen while on a stag weekend and believes that they can achieve a top 10 hit. The difficult part is convincing them he's right and getting them to sign up. So it's these 10 old Englishmen who sing like uh, sea shanties and they sing them while they're out on their boat. They sing them in the bar. It feels like when we were in Ireland, we were in an Irish pub. Wait, it's and a, there would be How like, long is it? A couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a full length movie. Okay. And it's, I mean, it's not like a documentary. This is a, a movie. But it kind of, it's sort of made it feel that way. Okay. It's an hour and 52 minutes. Because this sounds really familiar. Yeah, it's um, see, director Chris Foggin. Don't know anything about this. There's a bunch of people in it, and there's one guy that's really familiar. James Purefoy, who is from a bunch of stuff, and I can't seem to figure out what it is. Oh, he's in the movie Rome. Okay. Uh, anyway, he's yeah. very familiar. You'd probably recognize him nice. if you saw him. Anyway, yeah, it's these 10 fishermen, and they sing, and they're like in this tiny, tiny, tiny little town. It's not, they're not doing it for anyone but themselves. And these three guys show up on a stag weekend. They're supposed to be doing something else, and they end up in this little town, and they happen upon these guys singing just for fun. Is this a true story? I, yes, it is. It is. Maybe that's where I'm getting this. And it is, they... They actually put out an album yeah. in real life. This this happened recently. Was it one of these kids like on TikTok or something? Uh, I don't know. Because that, that was a thing on TikTok. These like weird fishermen so, uh, sh- sea shanty songs. The Fisherman's Friends are a folk music group from Port Isaac, Cornwall, who sing sea shanties. They That's have been performing awesome. locally since 1995 oh my God. and signed a record oh, deal okay. with Universal Music in March 2010. They so are okay, a real so then this group, is older. But this is Got it. not. Okay. It's not a documentary. It's just like based on true events, inspired mm. by. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> and it's cute. The music's great. So wait, so the stories of these people showing up to this random fisherman town in middle of England, and they happen to be like music people, executives or A&R whatever guys or from yeah. L.A. or New uh-huh. York or London. I, I don't remember. So like, we got something. They're far here. away. We'll make you a star. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, I love uh, it. They decide. They actually kind of play a trick on one of the guys and tell him, oh, my God, you got, we should get them signed. And then they ditch him. Mm. And he believes that they meant it and they mm. he goes through with it. And they're like, you're out of your mind. We're, you we're messing with songs. you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very cute. I love the music. Oh, wow. Uh, the whole set, like, 
it's not a set. It's a little town. Mm-hmm. It's clearly a little town. It's English. You said uh, yeah, Corn- Cornish. Cornish. Which is a very regional area. Port Isaac Cornwall. Very bizarre accent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just heavy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Thick. The That's woman cool. who owns the like store there is somebody, too, that you'd recognize. But yeah. Awesome. Highly recommend it. Love it. It is very cute and feel good and all of that well, that reminds me this isn't my official pick but we recently just watched the matchmaker mm-hmm. janine groffalo yeah Irish movie very similar vibe uh small town ireland yeah anyway Gosh, makes us want to go to ireland really out. bad I'm real real bad what the woman's name is maggie steed oh yeah oh yeah she, i think she's, she's waking ned divine yep, yep. yep. and she's it's great it's very similar feeling to the town that they live in in waking that divine oh gosh yeah it's fantastic oh, i gotta watch this yeah uh, where did you find it i was just scrolling i think it's on um shoot netflix me it says it's on prime okay that's oh, what it was it was cool on prime. so then a free prime movie yep perfect yeah great pick thanks can't wait for that one Sorry, okay so convoluted i was all over the place no 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 that's great it's a story you, of no, our lives <laughs> A good description of it. My pick is um, a YouTube channel slash YouTuber. And I, I was saying, I think he's from Sweden or something like that. And uh, his name is Andre Antunes or Antunes. Actually, he, maybe he speaks Portuguese. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, A-N-D-R-E, Andre. His last name is A-N-T-U-N-E-S. And so... <laughs> He's like a like a ripping guitar player, musician that became known and like viral for <clears throat> taking viral moments on the internet and then turning them into songs. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like mm. crazy preacher guy screaming about COVID mm-hmm. and he made it like a metal song to the rhythm and the and you don't realize how much people talk in tone. Oh, is he yeah. the one? Like, I just went up, and then I go down. And he fits that mm-hmm. into music. I think I've seen that. Yeah, there's a few guys that do this, but he's, like, the best one. And he's one. Portuguese, by the way. Yeah, okay, so he's Portuguese. Um, this one, I just randomly chose one. I think this is a good one. It's uh, The name of it is Anti-Biden Preacher Goes Metal. <laughs> okay, we'll just listen. There's The video's funny. Because you see him. He plays the bass, drums, and guitar. That is amazing. <laughs> I mean, the level of talent. Yes. It reminds me oh, of that. Oh, um, God. 
Hide your wife. Hide yeah. your kids. Yes. <laughs> Here's Karen Metal. Your own stupid dad. Hold on. Actually, this one's funnier. And often it starts with him with his family. He's watching a YouTube Yeah, he's video watching thinking viral. about it. <laughs> and he like hears it in his head. That's the one I was thinking yeah, of. Okay. I mean, other than how impressive the music is, it really accents how crazy those people are. Uh-huh. We're losing our country! <laughs> Wake up! Oh, my God. And, of course, that guy yelling, his shirt says, Barbecue Beer Freedom on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, that's my pick. Have fun with that. Have <laughs> fun with that. The internet. My animal hero of the week is Millie the Stranded Sausage-Eating Dog. Yay! Oh, yay! I saw that this morning. Yeah. And should we yes, also Yes, and our, our good friend Elizabeth also sent this to us, and I was like, this was literally my pick for tomorrow's episode. That's so. great. She DM'd us yeah. and was like, uh, make sure producer Ash sees this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for keeping an eye out for me, because, I mean, yeah. in this time, I did know about this one, but I need to know all we about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I need to know. I need to collect important. my animal heroes. This is the news that matters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's ky3.com is the source. And the title is Flying Sausages Lead Dog Missing for Days to Safety. Amazing. She's so cute. She's so cute. She's like a Jack Russell or something. Yeah. When all else failed, rescuers in England used ingenuity, technology, and cured meats to lead a stranded dog to safety. Oh. Millie, a Jack Russell mix, had gotten away from her owner January 13th and was stranded in the mud flats of Hampshire, England. Officials were worried about the threat of a rising tide, but the spooked dog wouldn't cooperate with the uh, the rescuers. After two days, the rescuers were out of options. As a last resort, Operation Sausage Salvation was born. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, So how did they do it? A sausage was tied to a drone. Oh my god. Which then hovered over Millie's position. The tantalizing treat lured the stubborn and hungry dog nearly 1,000 feet to safety. (laughs) Millie's owners were relieved to have her back. Rescuers said the sausage idea was crazy, but they'd definitely use it again. Whatever gets it done. Look at her. She's just so good. (laughs) She got little chin hairs. Yeah, she had a sausage. It's just like uh, Jake. Jake? Yeah, Yeah. Jake. Earth meats. Yeah, earth meats. (laughs) We'll work for earth meats. (laughs) 
You guys, you need to understand that when Ashley sees this stuff, it genuinely makes her happy. Yeah. This isn't just some fun, like, it's cute. No, no. No, 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 no. She stops everything she's doing. She reads about the animal. Like, this really brings you a lot of joy. I read about seven stories about Millie today. (laughs) (laughs) The sausage-eating dog. And when I was watching The Cat from Outer Space, James was like, you should, I mean, you're going to want to do like a deep dive on the cats. I was like, I'm way ahead of you. They're played by twins. Their name is, what is it, Rumpus and... Rumple? Rumple and... Something. Wow, I've already forgotten. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. You Rumpel's said it earlier. Rumpel's important one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say Amber. Is it Amber? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is Amber. Nice. Oh, that didn't sound yeah. familiar at all. Nope. Well, well I think that's we did all I it. got. Good yeah. job. Good job all around, guys. I like um, finishing up a an episode where we talked about movies yeah. straight into more movies yeah. and yeah. more things to watch. Well, that's most of your life, you know? It it's is just consuming content. content. Especially in this day and age where we're all kind of hunkering somewhat still. Yeah. Well, hey, before we close this out, Sarah, I have a reminder for the audience. Ooh. You can support the show by liking, subscribing, leave a leave a little review, why don't you? Hit, hit that little star down there. Yeah. Takes you a couple seconds. It means a lot to us. If you want to be a champion... Go above and beyond. Consider becoming a patron. But you don't have to. No. You listening is enough, and we appreciate you anyways. And if you like it, and you don't want to do any of that other stuff, at least tell one friend about us. That is that is actually probably the best thing you can and do. And as I've said before, we'd prefer if it's more than one. And you, We're greedy. They tell two friends. And, and they, they tell, tell two friends. <laughs> and so on. And, and before so on. you know it, we run the world. We run the world. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See See you you real soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week. 